the wickedest witch there ever was. The enemy to all of us here in Oz is dead. Good news. Good news. <gasps> Happy Thursday, everyone. And to all my fabulous Jewish listeners and loves of life. Happy Yom Kippur. Fabulous. Um, my bestie's Jewish, so I literally love it. I hope everybody's had a fabulous week. I am so sorry I didn't put out an episode yesterday, Wednesday hump day, but I had a bunch of stuff going on and I was really busy and quite honestly, I went out for cocktails and I was a little bit tipsy. And then the next day I was a little bit tired, even though I do have to say the trick to waking up the next day and not feeling, well, hungover basically, is drinking two full bottles of water, having soup dumplings, which is what I had, and or any type of carb, and taking two Advils. If you can't take Advil, I guess Tylenol or whatever, you know, Phetamine or incetamine or genetamine you need or you know hangover cure basically do it for me personally speaking that works and then if you're really really hungover um pedialyte is great because it's electrolytes and it makes you feel better and then you're kicking and you're off to go and I was actually ready to go to record an episode yesterday but then the day got by me and a bunch of stuff I had to do which is why I waited till today uh to put out a episode and I just wanted you know to chit and chat about there's a lot of stuff going on some of it not great some of it you know great but that is my job here as the mistress of pop culture to deliver all things fabulous and by the way, I'm Andrew Dimitri, the mistress of pop culture, here to learn all things pop culture and give you a fabulous Thursday episode. And then tomorrow, of course, is Friday. And then it's the freaking weekend, baby. But anyways, um, I hope everybody else is doing well. I'm literally still gaggling and cackling over the Met Gala. I can't believe it happened. And by the way, I just have to say, as obsessed with Kim K's outfit that I was, as I was, with that gorgeous 72, 73 inches of hair coming out, and just literally living for her loker silhouette and her fabulous, iconic self, gracing us with her outfit. There are so many funny memes and videos on TikTok and Instagram basically of basically well the one that keeps catching my eye the one that keeps coming up is basically Kim uh and they put in the Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban they put her in that they like photoshop Kim's body like five of her in front of Azkaban because she looks like a dementor it's so funny if you know you know if you don't know well then I highly suggest you watch Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban really one of the best films of the entire franchise but basically they equate Kim's look to a dementor and it's so funny lol it's not even throwing shade it's just like really funny and I'm living for it and it's um you know it just goes to show how many creative people there are out in the world just making memes and gifs and lifts and uh little cackling moments so love it but um aside from that let's let's get into our stories because there's some really important stuff, hard-hitting news that we must talk about. And without further ado, our first story of the day is Wicked Welcomes Original Star Kristen Chenoweth Home for Opening Night. Okay, the reason why I started today's episode off with good news, the opening uh, little prologue from Wicked the Musical, is because Wicked, along with a few other shows, opened up back on Broadway last night, and there have been many videos of basically the opening of the show and the audience literally screaming and going wild during the... um, the wickedest witch there ever was. The enemy of all of us here in Oz is dead. And then when Glinda descends from the proscenium in a bubble, which is like the most iconic entrance ever for a Broadway show, I literally think, aside from the Lion King, when, you know, Julie Tamor's Lion King, when everybody comes out, it's so iconic and great. Um, the audience went nuts in New York City, and everybody was wearing a mask, and it was a full house, and, you know, I was just cackling. But the one and only Kristen Chenoweth came out before the show, and the audience went wild, and it was just something special. So this first article is from BroadwayWorld.com. Um, good news! Broadway's one of the wicked has made its highly anticipated return to the stage of the Gershwin Theater. Tonight, well, last night, the production Welcome Back, an old friend to kick things off as original star Kristen Chenoweth hit the stage for a pre-curtain speech exclaiming, quote, there's no place like home. Earlier in the evening, the production showed a glimpse of opening night as the company performed No One Mourns the Wicked for the first time since the shutdown. The Broadway sensation Wicked looks at what happened in the Land of Oz from a different angle long before Dorothy arrives. 
um, who is smart, fiery, and misunderstood. Well, you all know the story. Alphabet and Glinda and, you know, of course, John M. Chu is going to direct the feature film of it, which is going to be iconic, and I can't wait to watch that. Penned by Winnie Holtzman, who, of course, is an icon. But anyways, um, so Kristen Chenoweth came out and said, um, you know, hello, New York City, and she was wearing emerald high heels, looking iconic, and she says, I just have to say something, there's no place like home. And it's really special because Kristen Chenoweth, you know, is is wicked, her and Adina, but Adina wasn't there. But Kristen, it was so great to see her, and um, congratulations to all the shows that are coming back. I mean, Broadway is really, really special. Broadway is what I basically believe is the heart of New York City, aside from Lady Liberty, of course. She's so sassy and fabulous. But Broadway really is, for me, the reason why I go to New York and see some friends and great restaurants and shopping and, of course, Central Park. But it's a Broadway, and uh, Wicked is one of my favorites, and I can't wait to go see it. And I'm so just so happy for the performers that are working again, that they get to earn money again, they get to do what they love, that work, that everybody works so hard. The cast, the crew, the musicians, the the ushers, concessions, everyone. It's a uh, it's it's incredible, and um, it was so great to see. I mean, there's videos circulating everywhere. By the way, if you hear a little bit of rumbling in the background, my AC is on because it is HOT girl. And like, let me tell you something. I don't want to sweat, but I love you some Christian Chenoweth, and literally all day I've been listening to Unknown uh, Warren So Wicked and. Um, Thank goodness, which is, you know, one of the iconic opening of Act 2. And of course, No Good Deed and then Defying Gravity and, um, you know, popular. <laughs> and though you protest, you're just interest. I know clandestine. You're gonna go to merit. You do find popularity. <laughs> okay, you know. Anyways, um, love it. And I'm a huge Wicked Stan and fan and Queens. Okay, second story of the day. Okay, things are, this is a very serious story. And this is from TMZ. And it has to do with Larry Nassar, the disgraced, sick, twisted, horrible, evil uh, doctor to the gymnast that was just evil and vile. So definite trigger warning for this story. Um, Simone Biles gets emotional testifying about Larry Nassar on Capitol Hill. Okay, this is from TMZ. Long story, I'm going to read it and then we'll, we'll break it down because that's, you know, that's what I want to do. Simone Biles broke down while testifying about Larry, <coughs> excuse me, Larry Nassar in front of a group of senators on Capitol Hill choking back tears while explaining how U.S. gymnastics and other agencies failed her and other abuse victims. Biles, along with fellow former USA gymnasts Michaela Maroney, Maggie Nichols, and Ali Reisman, told their stories in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee in Washington, D.C. on Thursday, and understandably, it's still an incredibly difficult topic to discuss. Quote, I am also a survivor of sexual abuse, Simone opened up, excuse me, Simone opened her statement, continuing, quote, and I believe without a doubt that the circumstances that led to my abuse and allowed it to continue are directly the result of organizations created by Congress to oversee and protect me as an athlete. USA Gymnastics and the United States Olympic and Paralympic failed to do their jobs. Biles unquoted Nelson Mandela before getting emotional while saying she never wanted another child to endure abuse. Quote, uh, not of quote, sorry. Of course, Nasser was convicted of sexually abusing hundreds of women and girls and effectively received life in prison, getting sentenced to 175 years behind bars. But the hearing wasn't directly about Nasser's deplorable behavior. It was held to discuss the FBI's failures with respect to their investigation into the Team USA doctor after a government watchdog group concluded the county's top federal law enforcement agency didn't adequately respond to the allegations and the gymnastics and the gymnasts didn't hold back while when um, taking on the Bureau. Quote, we suffered and continue to suffer because no one at the FBI, USA Gymnastics, or USOC did what was necessary to protect us, Biles told the committee, continuing, quote, we have been failed and we deserve answers. Nassar is where he belongs, but those who enabled him deserve to be held accountable. If they are not, I am convinced this will continue to happen to others across Olympic sports. Um, next quote, this is the largest case of sexual abuse in the history of American, of American sport, Biles told the committee, adding, quote, it truly feels like the FBI turned a blind eye to us. Maroney also 
went in on the FBI saying, quote, they had legal, legitimate evidence of child abuse and did nothing. The USA Gymnastics, the US Gymnastics Gymnasts are still testifying on Capitol Hill. As for Nassar, he's rotting in prison where he will remain for the rest of his life. Of course, as he should. And there's a few updates here. Um... Um, sorry, just one update. Uh, former ballerina Grace French, who was molested by Nassar at a young age, says she fully understands the emotion Biles went through when bringing up old painful memories during her testimony Wednesday. Quote, it brings up a lot each time this happens. Grace told Harvey and Charles on TMZ Live, quote, even if you aren't there or you aren't testifying yourself. Grace explained she's hoping Biles and the other women who spoke in D.C. can finally help bring about some accountability when it comes to sexual abuse cases. Quote, it's ridiculous that the only person in jail right now is Larry Nassar when there are so many systems that were holding him up or allowing him to continue that abuse for decades, Grace said. Continuing, quote, it's not just one bad apple. It's a system and processes and procedures that are not in place in order to protect our athletes and in order to protect our kids. Uh, amen, sis. Um, I have, first of all, I, I heavily applaud Simone and her fellow gymnasts as well as this young ballerina and the thousands and thousands and thousands of other women and men and and uh, survivors of sexual assault and abuse to come forward and speak up against their abusers and these agencies that are supposed to be there to protect them and fail to do so which is just horrifying and sick and I completely understand I mean I watched the video a few times of Simone it's also circulating around TikTok getting really emotional discussing um, what she is there and what she wants change and what they need to and how they need to structure uh, and put into place, implement new uh, protective measures for these young athletes. It's horrible. And these young athletes are vulnerable, tired, you know, really carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders because shoulders because they are working so tirelessly to compete and focus all their time and energy on their, their bodies and their craft and their teams. And it's like to have a doctor there who is there to protect you and make sure you're in tip-top shape and this isn't to speak to the countless doctors who are probably incredible people who protect their athletes who want them to be safe and take really do take good care of them but when you have bad ones like larry nassar and unnamed said people out there it it it, it makes every doctor uh seem less trustworthy probably to any athlete even if they're an incredible person who is doing the right thing there to protect their their athletes or clients or patients so I, I, I think, yeah, the FBI and the, every, everything needs to change. And I'm really, really glad that these girls are speaking up about this. And um, I applaud them. And I, like you and millions of others out there, we support them and are just so proud to see them using their platforms and their voices for the voiceless. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking because um, these girls should not have gone through that. And there's no... no it's just like no excuse for this nonsense that went on and I um yeah I I am in awe of these girls bravery and uh they're survivors and they deserve everything you know the protection so yeah so our next story is a little bit disappointing and it's, it's hard to even talk about this evil disgrace of a man but uh it was one of the top stories on tmz and i definitely thought i wanted to you know read it and open up and you know chit and chat about it and that is uh marilyn manson rape accusers lawsuit dismissed Marilyn Manson's rape accuser just had her lawsuit against the shock rocker tossed out of court, TMZ has learned. According to new legal docs obtained by TMZ, the judge dismissed the suit Tuesday, ruling the statute of limitations had passed on the woman's claims. I, I can't. TMZ broke the story. Manson was sued back in May by Jane Doe, who claims they started dating in 2011 before things took a turn for the worse, and he 
trigger warning, of course. I'm going to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. Um, raped her. Manson's accuser claimed she, rep- she repressed her memories f- of the alleged rape, but the judge dismissed the suit because the woman couldn't specify how her memory was repressed or why she didn't learn of it earlier. Honestly, like... Ah! <sighs> Well, this lawsuit is dismissed. For now, we've told you, we've as, we've, as in TMZ, told you that Manson is also being sued for assault by three other women, including his former assistant and Game of Thrones star Esme Bianco. It should be noted, the court has given the woman 20 days to refile the complaint and address the judge's concerns about her sexually, um, excuse me, allegedly repressed memories and the statute of limitations. Okay, this judge needs to have several seats because when people go through trauma, the mind is such a powerful tool that it blocks the trauma out. It blocks trauma and it protects you. I mean, the mind's a fascinating, really strong muscle, so... It's like, how, I just, I mean, again, I am not a lawyer. I don't know anything legally about this. But as an outside viewer of the horrendous crimes that this man's been accused of, I just can't. And Evan Rachel Wood, who dated Marilyn Manson and really had firsthand experience with this man uh, for some time, has even spoke out against him. Uh, I, I don't want to misspeak about what she accused him of, but I don't have it in front of me, but you know, I remember reading about that, and I'm definitely sure I talked about this on the show. So, I am in support of this Jane Doe, and I just, I can't even. Marilyn, and the fact that he was at Kanye's show, it's like, I can't, I just can't. It makes me sick to my stomach, and I, no bueno, because not good. Okay, on to our next story, because I don't want to talk about Marilyn Manson anymore. A little bit of an update with Julianne Hugh. Um, I'm actually a big fan of Julianne Hugh, but she's a little bit of hot water, given that CBS show that she was supposed to be on. If you guys want to know, go to Diet Product, because I really broke it down really well, about this horrible new show that she'd be, uh, this CBS reality show that was supposed to come out about, like, judging real activists, which is, like, just the most out, tone-deaf thing ever, like, read the room. But anyways, Julianne Hugh, along with Priyanka Chopra, and somebody else was set to be a judge on the show, set to be judges on the show, but Julianne Hugh, Julianne Hugh was speaking out, basically, like, pointing out that she's, like, not qualified. So, anyways, Julianne Hughes' blackface scandal is resurfacing some eight years later as she faces new criticism over her role on a new CBS reality show that has her judging real activists. Like, says, who are you to judge? The dancer and actress addressed the backlash Tuesday, saying many people are just now becoming aware she wore blackface in 2013 when she dressed up as Suzanne Crazy Eyes Warren from Orange is the New Black for Halloween. I remember that, and it was, like girl no just no she said it kind of is like when countess luann dressed up i think as diana ross and it was you know luann made herself a little bit bronzer than she usually is because she is a caucasian woman and it was like no sis uh she said she as in julianne said quote wearing blackface was a poor choice based on my own white privilege and my own white body bias that hurt people and is something i regret doing to this day the renewed blackish excuse me the renewed backlash speaking of blackish by the way Tracy Els Ross is, I think, the new, uh, what is it, spokeswoman for, the new ambassador. I saw it on TikTok, and it was, what is the brand? I don't know. I was, like, cackling because it was so funny. And it was Tracy Els Ross, like, (laughs) bad on queen. The renewed backlash stems from Julianne's role alongside Usher and Priyanka Chopra Jonas. That's right, it was Usher. For a new reality competition series, The Activist, premiering next month, where she judges six activists competing to bring attention to their causes. The show was slammed as tone deaf by Diet Prada and many others, of course. And Julianne addressed the concerns head on. She said, quote, I heard you say that the show was performative, promoted pseudo-activism over real activism, felt tone deaf like Black Mirror, The Hunger Games, and that the hosts weren't qualified to assess activism because we are, in, because we are celebrities and not activists. Julianne said that with some people 
only now finding out about her blackface scandal, quote, it only further added insult to injury. She admits she's not an activist and agrees that she's not qualified to act as a judge, but said she was excited to do the show because she wanted, quote, to be a part of something that highlights and is centered around sharing activist work on a larger platform. I'm just going to click her Instagram really quick and see how many, the kind of response she got from this. Comments are not limited. Um... Mark Wahlberg is a top comment. This is proof of your work towards emotional intelligence and your pursuit of growth. Um, we can all learn from the way you acknowledge your critics by saying, quote, I'm listening and I hear you. You don't defend your position. You acknowledge others' justifiable concerns. You have ad- my admiration jewels. Oh, not Mark Wahlberg, the actor. Mark Wahlberg, a different one. And then there's a bunch of other comments here. Um, so if you want to check out what she had to say, then it's on her Instagram. But... I think, yeah, I, I personally don't think she's qualified. I don't know about Priyanka's activism or Usher, so I can't speak about that, but I do remember when this happened with Jules Hugh. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of her as an actress and a dancer. You know, I'm not going to get it twisted. But, yeah, I mean, this was definitely a, um, you know, was a tone-deaf thing. Um, but she's acknowledging that it was wrong. And when somebody acknowledges and cops to their mistakes... That's all you can do. You move forward and you hope to learn from your mistakes because everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. I feel like that's a Hannah Montana song. <laughs> Literally love her. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's that. Okay, next story of the day. Um, oh, actually, final story of the day uh, is about Queen Bella Hadid, who was noticeably absent from the uh, Met Gala, but I was, that should be really sad because Bella Hadid is like a queen. I mean, Gigi was there and Gigi looked iconic and Prada, but I would love to have seen the Hadid sisters, like, you know, tearing up that carpet together. But anyways, Bella Hadid reveals vaccination status amid criticism over Met Gala absence. This is from E! News. Um, Bella Hadid injected some sarcasm into the situation as she fired back at critics speculating about the reason behind her absence from the 2021 Met Gala. Following online rumors that she did not attend the star-studded event because she allegedly did not meet the Metropolitan Museum of Arts requirement of being vaccinated against COVID-19, in accordance with the New York City mandate, the 24-year-old supermodel shared on her Instagram story a photo of herself appearing to prepare to receive a vaccine. Woo-hoo! The pic was posted on Wednesday, September 15th, two days after the Met Gala was dated August 6th. Quote, for anyone concerned, Bella captioned the image adding a dark black heart emoji. The star, one of the most popular supermodels in the world and one of the most beautiful, made no further comment. Bella has attended the Met Gala every year between 2015 and 2019. The event was canceled in 2020, of course, due to COVID. Bella's sister and fellow supermodel, as I just said, Gigi was there and she looked fabulous. Um, and of course, this probably comes off the heels of Nicki Minaj not attending and it's, you know, pretty much making big news. By the way, go to St. Hoax's Instagram. It's so funny the thing that they posted about Nicki Minaj not going, like Regina George, Regina George meme and the scene where she's like, you know, after she leaves the principal's office and is, you know, takes copies of the burn book pages. You know the scene I'm talking about. Regina terrorizes the school and burns down the hallway. Like, burns down, you know what I mean. Uh, anyways, Nicki Minaj didn't go because she's not vaccinated and of course, people probably speculated that because Bella wasn't there and she's like an icon, she wasn't vaccinated, but... She is um, proving that she is, and she's shutting down her shutting down her critics, which I love. Bella is so the Hadid sisters, of course, along with her mother and Anwar Hadid, their brother. They're also good looking. Like what? What water are they drinking? And let me get some of that because I want to be a Hadid. Um, even though I love being in a beach, but like the Hadids are gorgeous. I want to be a Jenner. I want to be a Hadid. I want to be a Kardashian. I want to be a. A Davis, as Viola Davis. I want to be a Streep. I want to be a Witherspoon. I, who else do I want to be? Oh, this is a fun game. Let me think. Um, of course, I want to be a... Um, I want to be a Gates, like the, the Gates family, because, well, you know. Um, I would love to be a Musk. Um, oh, oh my gosh. I would love to be uh, Christy, uh, uh, Carlson Romano, Christy Carlson Romano's family. Mm, a Gomez. A Bieber. 
Um, yes, I, I know. I put those two together because, you know, uh, I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go into detail with that. But um, there's just countless people that I would love to be. You know, uh, who else? A McCord. Anna McCord, if you know, you know. A Ferreira. Oh, my gosh. Um, Ortiz. and Ortiz. I would love more than anything to be a Williams, as in Vanessa Williams, because, like, she's an icon. And lastly, I would love to be... Let me think. Who's, like, somebody that's iconic that, like, I'm obsessed with? That, like, I just really need to be a part of that family or that dy the dynasty, that dynasty. A Clark. An Amelia Clark stan family. Can you imagine being cousins with Amelia Clark or, like, siblings? Like, Mother of Dragons is your cousin or sibling? Like, how fabulous is that? Anyways, that is our Thursday episode, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you have a fabulous Thirsty Thursday. Whatever you may do. Um, and let me just think. I'm definitely gonna try to do an episode tomorrow. I'm so sorry, like, I keep blipping on episodes. It's just not, it's not, it, it ain't right. And I just, I'm, like, deeply sorry. Because it's just, this is my job. This is my passion. And this is literally what fuels me to get up in the morning. But I do have some other things I have to get done during the day. Because, you know, I have a few jobs. Because, you know, you gotta hustle in the words of Lisa Rinna. You gotta own it, baby! By the way, I, I am living for um, uh, what Andy Cohen spilled on Radio Andy about uh, the reunion and you know details. I don't did I I don't even know I talked about that. If I didn't, then I'm really sorry. Maybe I'll maybe I'll add it in a story tomorrow. But um, yes, yeah, that's it. All right, everybody, have a good one. I'm Andrew Devitri, the Mission of Pop Culture. You can see my podcast on Spotify, Apple, Apple, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castbox Radio, iTunes, the podcast app, and the okay. Let me just clarify this because sometimes I literally don't know what I'm talking about. Pocket Casts. Spotify, um, the podcast app on the iPhones, iTunes, Stitcher, basically anywhere where podcasts stream, um, and yeah, I'm, um, I, uh, I'm gonna, you know, go about my day doing my thing, I'm in the mood for a cocktail, though, I'm in the mood for, like, a nice little, you know, summer fresh basil mint cocktail, I love a Moscow Mule, but if it's made right, I love a Negroni, and I also love uh, a nice glass of rosé. Froya. Froze. Frozen rosé. Um, but, yeah, that's just me. All right, everybody. I think it's time for me to stop and go do my thing because I'm literally just rambling about nothing. Take care, one and all, and be kind, and wear your mask, 